So you've been given the daunting task of redoing your company's website. It's probably outdated, lacks certain features, or isn't performing as well as it should, and it doesn't really portray your company in the best light. It could possibly be all of these. And there's two ways that you can approach how to design this website. We'll show you the best option to save you time and resources. Hi everybody and welcome to Inbound Academy brought to you by Risen. I'm your host, Jeff Lambert. Building and redesigning a website is a daunting task, especially for small business owners. But there are methods you can use that will help you do things right the first time and keep a website that customers are going to continuously love. So to discuss how to go about that, I've invited Creative Director Nicole Mena. She's here to talk about growth-driven design. Nicole, how are you? I'm doing great, Jeff. How about you? I'm doing well, thank you. So you have designed a lot of websites over the years. Okay. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I gotta remember to cut this in post. <laughs> if we're gonna have like a weird transition in the middle of the episode, keeps going down, huh? Oh, it just got. It just, I think that thing's loose. Is the problem? Oh. Um, it disconnects that white box, which is the fiber. Do you need me to move out oh, my charge here? No, no, it's fine. It's only if that moves is the problem. Oh, well, we'll try to move it. Yeah, it's not. It's, it's, trained in how to be able to design a website, you know best practices. And when I think of designing a website, that scares me a little bit because I don't have that same experience. And, you know, I feel like web design used to be at least such a complicated process. Is that still the same when it comes to designing a website today? Hmm. Well, you know, really web design has changed so much in the past 20 odd years. Uh, not so long ago, you know, a specialist with a college degree, was uh, a company's only option to build really an attractive functional website. But nowadays, thanks to so many platforms, there's Squarespace, there's Wix, and of course, WordPress, uh, an awesome company website can be made by really anyone with a basic understanding of design principles. So that's the great news. <laughs> um, so you really have no excuse for, for building something, you know, that's going to work well for your company. Sure. Having a website, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a requirement nowadays, it really. It definitely is. It's, it's your, it's your salesperson, your online salesperson, if you will. Sure. Mm -hmm. So, you know, even someone who just has a basic understanding, they're comfortable with the internet, they mm -hmm. know some basic design principles, you can at least throw something basic together. That's right. Yeah. So let's talk about, I guess, best practice then. Say I am a small business owner. I want to set up a new website or I want to redesign a website that maybe I took over or that I created 
two years ago and it just needs a refresh. Um, what are my options if I want to sit down and kind of come out with a plan to, to sure. do the website again? Sure. So really there are two uh, basic approaches or main approaches to, to redesigning. Uh, one is more of the traditional approach, which is what most people know. It's um, basically traditional web design project, a person or a group working in a small window of time, and um, they create and polish a website to their liking. So right? you've got like an agency, they say, we're going to give you a website with 10 pages in 60 days. That's right. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, the process is, is typically repeated every three years or so. Like you build the website, nobody touches it for three years and then say, okay, now it's time for a refresh and they start from scratch. Okay. Right. So, you know, that's basically what people know, um, and have been doing for since I can remember. So, yeah. um, you know, the process can, can provide a full website quickly, but you know, it can also waste time and resources because it's, it's either, creating things you don't need um, and or it doesn't meet the interests of your visitors or customers um, or requires really heavy updating on a regular basis just to keep it relevant and fresh. Sure. And that's the process that I think I'm familiar with and working with different organizations. And you're right. Like, you know, you roll out this, this nice new website, you know, it's got a page for each service, you know, and it, it looks nice because you've got this brand spanking new site, but then, how are customers going to interact with it? Um, is it going to stay the same, like you said, from year one to year three? So every time a customer goes back to the website, it's You're basically the, the same yeah. thing, right? That's not uh, that's not something I think modern generations like. We like to see change. We're the right. social media microwave generation. That's true. So if, is there a better way to approach planning out your website? Sure. So there's also another approach um, and something that we put into practice, which is called growth-driven design, and GDD for short. Okay. So it's pretty much a gradual, multi-step approach. Um, it doesn't try to build a city overnight, if you will. Okay. Instead, it, it really takes time to plan things out and build a few streets a little at a time. Got it. I like the analogy. Uh, yeah. So the process is slower, but uh, you know, it really guarantees the website meets the needs of the customers, which is what you want, and uh, is a pre uh, pretty straightforward um, to, and um, you can budget for it over time. Got so, it. So it's less of a full rollout and more of like a gradual process? Exactly. Okay. So let's jump into that a little bit. Uh, GDD, Growth Driven yes. Design. Can you give us kind of a blueprint for how to approach sure. that? Sure. So really GDD happens in two phases. Uh, usually it can take about 10 to 12 months to complete. Okay. Um, the cycle repeats itself each time it comes to an end too. So, you know, it, it keeps building on and, and, and creating uh, new iterations sure. depending on, on, on certain uh, parameters that you're testing for. So okay. in phase one, a company, you know, will use stats and, and feedback to build kind of like your master plan mm -hmm. of all the pages and features that a website should have. Okay. Um, and then usually in the first month, a company will roll, roll out what we call a launchpad website. Yep. And it's just basic information about the company, just enough to establish an online presence. So we're talking like one page, like basically. a one page, sometimes a couple of pages, just you know the basics okay. to make sure that you have uh, that online presence and, and people flowing to the website. So that's phase one of a two-phase process, and that's you right. do that like immediately. At the that's beginning. immediate, right? So Usually you... within the first thirty days. Okay, got it. So 
you said it's a 10 to 12 month process. Phase one's automatically out of the way. Right. What are you spending the other eight to 10 months doing? Right, so after the, that basic setup is up and running, the next 11, nine to 11 months mm-hmm. is all about adding to the site based on the master plan that you set out. Okay. So the master plan is just a rough outline. At the end of each month, you're gonna sit down and take four steps. Okay. Okay, so the first is you wanna plan. You want to review the website performance, identify what website features are working best, Mm -hmm. and and plan new features based on what works. Ah, so you're building what is working as opposed to creating, you know, building the whole house and hoping (laughs) hoping someone likes it. Right, exactly. Okay. The second step is to develop. So you're going to implement those new features that you've outlined, right? Okay. The third is learn. So you're going to review the data throughout the month to see what's working and what's not. Okay. Makes sense. Yep. And then the last step is to transfer. So you're going to use the information on the web that the website is collecting and use it to grow other parts of your business as well. Okay. So this is, this is more than just the website. You're taking kind of a, just a data driven approach. Yes, absolutely. Try a little bit, see if it works. If it works, roll it out everywhere you can. Mm -hmm. Just keep adding the, the blocks to the, that's right. To the building. <laughs> and then you can inform other parts of your business too. So let's say the sales team uh, really wants to know, you know, what your customers are doing online. And that's a great way to that last step, transfer information to other departments in your company. Sure. You know, and I'm just thinking, so GDD, you're starting off slow in your building. So I think that would be exciting to me as a customer because every time I go back to the website, there's something new maybe that I can interact with or right. maybe a new feature that's being offered. Right. But do you think in your experience, is there a danger there too? Or like if I go to check out a product's website and there's one page, I th- may think like, mm-hmm. oh, this is kind of like they're not a big time company or maybe they don't have everything together. In your experience, is that maybe a reaction that happens? I mean, I guess it could be a reaction, but at the same time, if you have just the, you know, the pertinent information there um, and you're seeing a, a constant evolution, um, you know, I don't. I've never seen you know website performance go down or anything like that. Sure. From that. And I guess I mean, if you have one or two pages, that doesn't mean it looks unprofessional. That's right. It's still going to look good. <laughs> of course. It just may not be as expansive, but at least the stuff you're adding is going to be beneficial in the long run. Absolutely. Yes. So let's let's jump into the beneficial side of this. Um, the process makes sense. Mm-hmm. Can you explain maybe some overall benefits of using the growth-driven design sure. method? Yeah, sure. So there's really four main benefits of using this GDD approach. The first, pretty much uh, the cost is spread out over time. You're not dishing out, you know, $5,000 in the beginning, even if you split it. You know, sometimes companies will charge half up front and half at the end. Yeah. So there's that cost savings in the beginning. Um, instead of building, you know, 12 pages with four videos in two months, which it can really cost thousands of dollars. Yeah. So you can pay a little bit each month for a handful of, you know, thought out features, which sure. is great. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, you can also launch a quick site, you know, and then you can make constant improvements to it. So really making sure the customer is always getting more, like you said, not less. You're, they're seeing the evolution through, uh, over time. Yeah. Um, and a traditional approach may give you a bigger site at launch, but it takes a really long time to roll out, at least three months usually. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Okay. Um, another great benefit is that all the decisions you make uh, about what to add to your site are really based on data. So, you know, the research is, is what guides the, the plan, which is great. Um, and then lastly, the website is always continuously improving instead of staying in the same state for two or three years. 
um, and then tearing the whole thing down and starting from scratch. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. And, you know, it's one of those things that, you know, you probably don't think about it to the year and like, well, yeah. that is a, a cost-effective approach. Mm -hmm. Do you see large companies using GDD more nowadays? Yes, mostly large companies that are, you know, really understand the big picture of, you know, how uh, customers' uh, thinking evolves and how websites, a website should evolve based on customer feedback and things like that. So, sure. yeah, it's definitely the best approach. And, you know, I guess just circling back to the beginning, if I'm a small business owner, I'm not I don't have a degree in web design and I'm mm -hmm. using, like you said, Squarespace or Wix. Mm -hmm. The tools don't necessarily determine my ability to use GDD. I can use GDD, uh, GDD growth-driven design, no matter what software or tools I'm sure, using. Sure, sure. You can always apply the basics of GDD, you know, even to, to one of those uh, basic uh, websites that, that you create in-house. In sure. Got it. Got yeah. it. So to our listeners, there's really no reason why you shouldn't start either building a website or redesigning your website and just, you know, as Nicole said, taking an incremental approach to making it something that's useful instead of just wasting your money on building something that you're not going to touch right, you know, for a long period of time. Well, Nicole, thank you very much. I think this has been a, a great thing to learn about, you know, yeah, just approaching website design. Great. All right. And thank you for joining us for another episode. And remember, you can always tune in every week and see a new episode, and we're always going to make sure that we fill it with advice that will help you grow your business. And remember, if you're looking to partner with a company that can help you advance your marketing and sales efforts, or even your design efforts in that sense, um, there's an experienced and friendly and results-driven team that can help you, and that's Risen. And you can see more about what they offer and what they do by going to their website at gorisen.com. That's 